Welcome to the Strategic Hype Podcast, formerly the And Grace Fills Show. I am your host, Andrea, and this show is here to help you get your yay back in life and business. I am a practical encourager here to give you real tools to tackle whatever's in your way. That's the strategic bit. But I'm also here to cheer you on, and that's the hype. I'm so grateful that you're here listening and investing time in yourself. Today's episode is an interview with my friend, David Skidmore. David loves God, loves people, and is passionate about finding creative answers to everyday questions. He is the author of Unstuck, Turn Potential into Purpose. David is a creative director by trade, as well as a storyteller, vision shaper, and relationship builder. He lives to inspire people and organizations and help them experience transformation. David was here to talk to me about his book, Unstuck, and what it all means and how we do that in everyday life. This interview was 10 out of 10, and I know you're going to get some good out of it, so let's go. Are you ready to rumble? (laughs) It's Saturday afternoon. It's Saturday. I was going to sing a song and there's no Saturday song. I'm so tired. Uh, my Saturday song is I'm wearing shorts and it's springtime now. So. Oh, I know. I'm wearing a sweater. So if that tells you anything. Life is really good right now. Yeah, it is. That, which is, day. that is a really dope sweater. Thank you. Shout out to at her true worth for the sweater. It's beautiful. Nice work at her true worth. Yeah. David. David Skidmore is joining me on the podcast today. We're going to talk about his book, Unstuck, Turning Potential into Purpose. David, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for also offering your recording equipment because you're allergic to cats and cannot come to my studio. Yeah, very allergic to cats. (laughs) (laughs) There have been a lot of sneezing in that podcast. I put put on very clean clothes before I came just so you wouldn't be sad. Yes, and for the audio listeners, we're about six feet apart um, as we... Uh, talking to these microphones yeah. right now so and we are social distancing awesome. even though you've been vaccinated i'm vaccinated and a lot of the distancing is probably because i just ate lunch and i have not yet had a mint so it's probably mm. helpful i just had parties. a starburst oh great okay pink pink oh, winning yes pink and red i think i took the last one i don't know i'm not gonna eat any yeah i'm just gonna stare at them longingly across the mm. table david first question i love to start off with this question do you remember how we met I thought it was Brianna. You hey, said it was Brianna. Jordan. Jordan Brower. Yeah. So my recollection is I actually, we have so many friends in common. All of our friends are best friends. Uh, and That sounds I was, like a Taylor Swift song, by the way. It might be. It should I be. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I had asked a lot of my friends, hey, I'm looking for new guests on the show. Who, who would you recommend? And overwhelmingly, the vote came in for David Skidmore. And I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> that's always humbling right but everybody else knew so i was like oh i'm out of the loop but i'm still somewhat new to oklahoma city right i've been here for like three years but okay um yeah i've been here four. Oh, awesome yeah so like i think i just remember we had coffee at stella nova on yes. western avenue and i was like yeah you want to be on the show and you were like yeah 
and then we didn't talk for like months and we just kind of well there was a pandemic that happened too yeah i think we originally talked about having you on the show in 2019 and then <laughs> that year kind of got weird and then 2020 happened and we don't i don't know it's a blur <laughs> it's a blur 2020 is the lost year like, it what really happened is. i'm glad it's gone yeah i like 2021 a lot yeah it's got a good energy especially with this beautiful weather yeah nice so i think that's how we met thanks I think for so. finally being on the show a year later ah, thanks for having me a year and a half later who knows <laughs> i don't even remember the time warp but we are here we're here i think it's the best time um and i'm excited to talk about your book clarify commit create i will tell you this david i'm a writer by trade yes you are in fact uh one of my one of my friends, Brian Clifton, hey, worked Brian. with you recently. Shout out, yes. Brian Clifton. Uh, and he just told me recently, he said, man, Andrea Fillmore is awesome. Hear that, guys? I'm your writer. She's your writer. We'll, we'll put some ads in here somewhere. You can find me. At, this is, please at me. <laughs> this is an ad, but I'm not paid for it. So um, you need to go hire Andrea yeah. right now. But as a writer, my favorite tool is alliteration so that clarify commit create it ministers to my soul on such a deep level so i appreciate <laughs> it potential and a purpose i'm feeling it the whole thing it's my favorite but i know i want to write a book i know people yeah. that have written books that are writing books i will say your book is the first first of all i got a nice note you wrote me a note in the front and it was very kind but i've never known anybody that wrote a book as well as I know you and so like I was reading the introduction which normally I skip and the dedication and all of that mm. and I was like I know that person I know that person definitely don't know who that is but it was it was so funny to like read a book where I knew some of the characters yes <laughs> who are <laughs> truly characters <laughs> they really are who they are <laughs> I love it I love it so much yeah. but okay so question one which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? So, like, how did you decide that you wanted to write a book? How did you choose the topic? Which, how did that all unpack that story for yeah, us? Yeah, this is such a crazy story. Looking back on it, you know, like, you don't know when you're in a crazy story sometimes. Sometimes uh, you do. But I didn't know it, like, when this happened. I just knew. So, I was at the Thunder Game with Brian Clifton. We walk out. And um, because they dismissed us. Clarify which Thunder Game. It was the Thunder Game where they dismissed us and the game didn't happen. And we walked out and I was like, really? okay, just kidding. This Coronavirus is, is yeah, real. It was eerie. And, you know, uh, Brian left. And then I was like, what am I going to do? Because I knew like right then I was like, we're going to shut down. Everybody shut down. And, you know, back then, like on Twitter, there were all these videos like people in Italy in apartments singing to each other. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to be like on our doorstep singing. And as an extrovert, I'm going to lose my mind Whoa. living by myself over the next. I don't know how long this is going to be, but I'm not going to see people. And I was like, I have to have a big project. And so, um, you know, I, I started thinking through. Uh, what that could be. And I was like, well, what if I just wrote? Because I didn't know how long we were going to be uh, locked down. And like a day or two after I started writing, um, I get this email from Matt Stansberry and Nominee. And yeah. they said, if you will give half of the proceeds of a project you're working on uh, to a cause during COVID-19, uh, we'll give you branding for free. And Which I was from like, Nominee it, it, yeah. like, done. Yeah, I was like, Matt, let's talk. 
we do a phone call. I got to uh, to walk w- with with their team, and they are just as talented as yeah. anybody could could be. They were amazing to to work with. So I felt like God was just going. Here's one thing after another, and it was just falling, and uh, e- everything was falling in line. And you know, um, looking back on it, it's kind of like wow, that happened pretty quick. Because I think we walked out as um, mid March. Mm-hmm. And then release the book June twenty third. So that's like a three month process. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to take another nap. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I <laughs> what else were you doing? I, right? I had nothing else yeah, to yeah. do. You know, it's like I could watch Netflix. I didn't watch Tiger King, so I feel like I kind of didn't have the oh actual gosh. pandemic experience, and I still haven't seen it. Um, we're so, gonna pause while David watches Tiger King. We'll resume the interview. We'll be right back after this <laughs> message. that would be amazing so where did that topic come from okay so originally i had a different name thankfully nominee steered me away from my name for it yeah uh but i might write the book later so i'm not going to tell everybody what the original title was going to be was it getting stuck is it a prequel (laughs) (laughs) no but i could write a memoir on that (laughs) you know uh yeah this came out of a conversation with with Matt, it you know he kind of gently corralled my ideas and you know moved yeah. them forward, and it was like okay, that's probably if if we talk around the idea of of getting unstuck, I think that that's going to be helpful and practical for people at this time um, because we you know already was like okay if if our lives are disrupted, what does life look like on the other side? And having gotten stuck before, which I talk about in the introduction, just like how bleak it truly felt. Yes. Like it was <laughs> miserable. <laughs> if you are stuck right now, don't worry. This is not like the uh, thought leader book that's like, it's never happened to me. Here are three steps. <laughs> it was like, life was not going so well. Right. But I got unstuck. And so, it, you know, because I had applied these, I knew that these would work for, uh, for people who were coming out of uh, a difficult situation. And I think we've we've seen that happen um, where a lot of people have gotten stuck and some people who have who have read this applied it and they went, oh, I'm using it on, on my business and it's growing and I'm using this this way. It's like, okay, that's cool. That's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. So was there, you share a lot of personal stories in the book. Uh, is there one particular story that was just like, or experience for you that was just like, ooh, this is the one. This is the one. It's the burn. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, wow. Or was it was it more of a you know accumulation of all of the things, and you kind of zoomed out and examined life? Yeah, I, well, that lens? you know, I think um, I would go to kind of the the story um that drove a lot of the whole getting stuck process was actually my experience with grief yeah and that was you know losing my mom uh in 2016 um and you know i i think the things that came along with that um where maybe I thought I had grieved and I was on the other side of it. Um, Ooh, that's real. But that's I was, so real. Oh, there's more work to do. This is great. And yeah. a- a- actually, I'm writing currently a memoir on that, wow. which will release hopefully <laughs> later in um, in in 2021. 
Um, but I would say that that moment set so much um, of how life was going to go going forward, but also uh, really gave me like a, a sense, hopefully, <laughs> I know like sometimes the, the book can be a little gritty mm-hmm. um, just in how it, it can come across really challenging, but I tried to, to speak to people according to what I needed yeah. when I was going through a lot of the pain. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I definitely feel that. I think it's, again, part of my experience in the book is like so different. And I was telling Jansen this. Uh, Shout out, Jansen. Jansen. <laughs> JansenJollyMiller.com. Um, you know, it's different to read an experience from someone that you know, because for me, I think with especially with a lot of the quote unquote self-help books, it's easy to be like, yeah, you read step one, two, three, four, five. That book was good. I'm done. Goodreads. Check. But to like know somebody who is sharing their experience and I want to applaud your vulnerability in that book. There's a lot of times I was like, woof, bro, bro. <laughs> Chill like, out on the vulnerability, man. That was so good and refreshing <laughs> from a man, especially. And just to just to be so open. But it made me read differently. So like it, it, I really took some things to heart that maybe normally I wouldn't in a book that was like from, you know, Mr. Cool Guy, so and so dude man person. Yeah. So Well, thank you. That's Yeah. yeah very um, kind. So if you could say right now, I know you wrote a whole book about it, but like what does it really mean to get unstuck for somebody maybe who hasn't read the book? Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> like, I, I love talking about this because, um, you know, one of the things I'm most passionate about is um, there, there's just so much potential inside of people. Yeah. And I think when you get unstuck is really taking what's on the shelf, maybe what you even even consider um, not even to be like potential for, for yourself. But you take that and you purpose it. We have such um, a desire right now, I think in, in our culture, we've, we've made an idol out of finding our own particular calling or purpose. I think it evolves over a lifetime. Um, but when we take our potential, then we can purpose it. We can turn that into purpose. And I think our pathway to, to doing that is as simple as like clarifying our, our vision like actually asking the hard question. It's so difficult for a lot of us to answer. What do you want? <laughs> oh yeah. That was such a good, that whole passage was so good. Yeah. Like what just, you want is not what you don't want. <laughs> oh oh man. man. I wanted to punch something. I was like, Thank you. <laughs> oh, this is great. It's creating a violent response, which is, you know, <laughs> I'm just an Enneagram eight. So if I'm excited or angry in violent agreement is violent. Yeah. 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 That's okay. Well, um, if are we going to Enneagram? Because oh, we sure. can do this. I'm a three. Oh, wild. Yeah, I, <laughs> out of control. <laughs> Threes. <laughs> the engine's always on, and people are like, "Why? <laughs> Why are you like that?" I, <laughs> I didn't ask to be. Why are you the way that you? Are? <laughs> no, I mean seriously though. <laughs> I had one of my coworkers yesterday look at me, and I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> like yesterday. They just looked at you. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, Ingrid looked at me, and I was like. I didn't mean to be like this. I'm sorry. I can't help yeah. And <laughs> she just laughed. Um, that's always a great moment when people just look at you and they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have felt that more times than I would care to admit. 
Yeah. To be honest, people are like, why are you so mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just completely honest. Yeah. It's it, it, it's you just called honesty. You actually need to hear this. I'm doing you a favor. Yeah. <laughs> On behalf <laughs> of your future self, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, uh, let me just apologize to anyone I missed this week. <laughs> send that one out. I've actually been around people lately being vaccinated so let me just apologize for how i was <laughs> yes well okay so like when we clarify our vision yeah. and we identify what we want then we can make a clear path but a lot of times when people make a clear path they don't commit to it oh yeah and so <laughs> what's unfortunate um can i tee off for just a second yeah I think that our generation. There's <laughs> too much excitement. Oh, in that. You're like, here we go. <laughs> like, does my grab, chair have a seatbelt? Yeah, I know, right? I, I almost said, grab a seatbelt, everybody, <laughs> if you're listening to this in your car. Take no, us, but, go. But, you know, our generation is the generation that um, we, we got the Simon Sinek uh, start with why talk. And I think that we are so, as a culture, over obsessed. Um, and our why is important. Don't hear me say it's not important, but it's almost like we, we think that if we talk about our why <laughs> that the path will take care of itself. And so, you know, this is a lament from having been there myself in the past that, you know, millennials or Gen Z in coffee shops talking about our why does not get us down the commitment path. There actually has to be action associated yeah. with it. And that was where I think a lot of um, frustration and a lot of confusion with, with my life from, I've got all these big dreams, but I can't quite put these things into action um, because I thought that it was more a matter of talk and it's really committing to the path, which allows you to create the results that you want. Because yeah. none of us just want to have a clear vision, but not execute it. Like we want to have a clear vision and then go, this is what happened because of it. Yeah, and I think the why is important, but it's only step one. And that, you can get so cute into the why that you get stuck in that analysis paralysis. And Ooh. and especially, like, it, and I've seen this growing up in church, we're, we're so guilty of this. Is like, God has a purpose for you. And, and I'm like, okay. And then we don't do anything because we're waiting to figure out what it is. But really, people need to be set free to say, look, you can have a purpose today and it can be different in a week and it can be different in a month you can change your mind when you get new information you're going to grow hopefully as a person and your trajectory will change and for me like even in 2018 that was a disruptive year for me I mean turned my faith my life upside down and I am a completely different person than I was two years ago wow. night and day so the why is important but that can even change mm -hmm. as you mature as you get older as you gain more information so as I get older, I would rather err on the side of trying and failing, but I'm tired of just sitting and wondering, you know what I'm saying? Mm, and yeah. overanalyzing and yeah. ugh, I'm just, I'm over it. You know, I think that's such a great point of, of just stepping out and doing it. I can tell you that I have one book that's written in a rough draft format before I ever did unstuck. Oh, and then I've got three or four other books Secret that are halfway done. <laughs> but in the middle, I was like, ah, that's probably not going to. And, and I think wow. sometimes our moments in the past, um, they can give us the negative thoughts, the tapes, mm -hmm. um, we talk about in, in there and it's like, oh, you've already tried that. Like you won't finish this time. Yes. And 
you know, the, the deadlines to it can be such a gift to be like, Oh, and, and one other thing on, on that, you know, if it, if you're launching something, I trapped myself into doing this, but by the way, so like getting nominee, like all of a sudden it was like, Oh, this is great. I got nominee. The thing is you can't waste nominees time. Right. And then I, I hired Marcus Jackson to create the, the hip hop album that mm -hmm. goes along with it. And you know, that was like, now we got Marcus on there, uh, raps under the name Cadence. We got JB. Well, you start signing these, these, you know, incredible artists and it's like, that's coming out. And we say it's music from the book. The book has to show up. <laughs> so yes. it was like, I, I, cause I, I remember like on chapter nine, like I was like, I think I'm done. I don't want to write anymore. You know, everybody's like, is it writer's block? No, it was fear. It was wow. just like, I I don't want to put this out there. And it was like, I've, I, I've said, have a choice. I've committed to too many people. I've invested too much money into, into this process now. Um, yeah. I got to do it, man. Yeah. One of my favorite things in the book. Um, let me find it. Hold on. That's not even the one I want to talk about. The declaration was amazing. This is who I am, what I, what I do, why I do it, how I do it. Mm -hmm. But one of my absolute favorite things, um, in the book was when you talked about thinking inside the box. Yes. I was like, oh, here we go. So talk about that. Walk us through that. Okay. So I can't tell you how many times I've been in a setting where somebody was like, we just got to think outside the box. Oh my gosh. Oh. Harry Potter. Shout out Hermione. Shout out Ron. What, which house are you? This is great. I'm so I, I I took the test a few years ago, and I'm proud to say I'm a Gryffindor. Nice. Yeah, it was same. And I don't even like to admit it because I'm like everybody's gonna be like, "Of course you're a Gryffindor. Everybody wants to be a Gryffindor." Yeah, you must have just calculated your answers accordingly. No. And I was like, "No, I'm a I'm a Gryffindor." Um, I have not talked to very many people um, who are Slytherin. Oh, my sister is. Really? Sure. And she does. The, she loves is, it. Is that you like projecting or? Is no, that? she is. We tested. Okay. She's she's a, a what? An Enneagram four. So she's like, I don't want to be what everyone else is <laughs> by nature. She's like, I'm an individual and no one can be like me. But Slytherin is actually she like is the, the true form of wizardry. Is, I know. Is that like the, the narrative? Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah. Think inside the box. Oh, yeah. That's that's what we were talking about. Um. Cause I can, I can do these little, um, squirrel moments all day. Same. I'm here for it. All right. Um, think inside the box is it, it, it's a response to people obsessing over what's outside of the box. And the unfortunate thing is that a lot of times when we think outside of the box, um, we move outside of what we have and our entire mindset is based on like, well, if we had these resources, then we could do that, this thing. And so we start building everything around what we don't have. Right. And when you think inside of the box, um, you, you really start taking inventory on what you do have and yes. working from that. Um, and the list you put in the book was so practical. I think that's why I loved it. I mean, you're like, I have a chair. <laughs> I have a it Twitter, <laughs> I have a sofa, I have a watch, I have a swing and a porch swing and I have a Facebook and a, but it was so real. Yes. I was like, everyone, we need this because 
I think in my life, you're trying to think outside the box. And so you discount what's in the box. You don't look at what you do have. You don't look at the potential. You look at what you wish you had. Or if I had this, then I could. Then you don't take action. Or you're fighting the walls of the box, trying to tear them down. When God is like, this is what I've given you. Why aren't you using that? Yeah. And it's the doorway to the next thing outside of the box. You know, I, I was actually talking with, with some people yesterday um, about the, the parable Jesus tells um, where he gives one person one talent, one person two talents, one person five talents. And what, what I think is really interesting about that story is that he doesn't give anybody a blueprint. Mm, that's interesting. Like there's no, hey, here's five talents. And also here's your plan. Like they just go do it. And then that guy with, with five gets another five. The guy with two goes and gets another two and the person with one buried it. And I think that that actually is, is what a lot of people do with their creative side. You know, they're like, well, if I had two, I could really go start like doing something with it, but I only have one. And if I lose what I have, um, and you know, uh, a lot of times it's the fear. It's, mm-hmm. it's the fear associated with it of like, if I truly take inventory, uh, you know, it's like, what do I have? Well, I got a MacBook, so I guess I can like write. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can type words. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know, like it's a pandemic, so I can't hang out with with people. But because I can't do this, I do have an option here because mm-hmm. there is a box and what's inside of it will allow me to do everything I need until I get to the next level. Isn't it interesting how we always imagine what we would do in another scenario instead of just doing it now? Like (laughs) you think like, oh, well, if I was if I had the two talents, I would have done that. Or if I had the five, I definitely would have doubled it. If I was the guy with the one, I would not have buried it. No way. (laughs) And then we're like, we're I do that every day. Yeah, it's it's really easy to justify reasons to not start Oof. say that again okay let me say it's really easy it's, to justify <laughs> you say <it>. reasons <laughs> to not start yeah it it really is I, I i think you know like your podcast you could have not started this you know and running a podcast there's actually a lot more that it's goes so into much it. work it's <laughs> i <laughs> remember so everyone knows i was like this would be easy and <laughs> no, then like we not. you know we launched a podcast here and i was like just managing this is like you know it takes a lot shout out to rebecca mills for editing these episodes for me nice work rebecca thanks for uh thanks for your ministry <laughs> i'm <laughs> so it. tired <laughs> yeah so i mean that's that's a great example though like you said this is what I have and I'm doing this and I'm creating something and you do that consistently and it creates value. And I think as, as well, like we put so much pressure on ourselves uh, today for, you know, everything to be a bestseller mm. and everything to be at a certain level. Um, and I'll tell you this, this is the best selling book I've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know, like I don't have any, like that's it. And and so, you know, like I, I had somebody one day who like, I guess he had written a book and he screenshot where both of ours were on the Amazon rankings, which I was like, okay. And then he's like, look, we're only like 3000 apart or something. I was like, right on, man. Like, what are we talking about? (laughs) 
<laughs> 3,000. Right, right. You know, but um, that's just, it's, it's really easy to obsess over everything else. Yeah. Um, instead of looking at what you do have mm-hmm. and obsessing over that to say, what can I maximize? What can I create with what I do have? Oh, that's so good. I've learned, man, this podcast has taught me so much about just doing it dirty, man. Like you can't <laughs> wait until it's because I'm a perfectionist by nature. And yeah. this, this podcast has been the one thing that I have just said, I'm just going to do it. And I started in 2018 and didn't know what I was doing, but I, it was for me, it was that thinking inside the box, right? I was like, I, I believe that I have a message and I, I am adding value to people and I want the conversations I'm having with women and friends and coworkers and family. I want those to be out there for anybody to learn from, right? So how can I do that? And I got tired of waiting for invitations. Okay, come speak at my church. Yeah. Guess what? It's not happening. Yeah. And so... I was like, you know what? I can do this. And I had a friend, Hetty Coleman, who just gave me some equipment. What I, an amazing person, Hetty Coleman. Hetty Coleman. Listen to the um, Hetty Coleman show. Go in podcast. Yep. But um, just believed in me. And I was like, you know what? What I, I have a computer. I did the whole thing. I have a computer. And now I've got two microphones. And if you go back, the old episodes are gnarly sounding. The audio is not good. Yeah. There's some that I had to re-record because the audio was so bad. And you just learn... I love Eleanor Roosevelt has this book. It's called You Learn by Living. It's one of my favorites. Oh, that's beautiful. And oh, I just got chills just thinking about it. But like, you know, done is better than perfect. And we were raised in this culture where everyone thinks that you have to have it's the million dollars. It's the flawless skin. It's the red carpet. It's like such an insane ideal when really success is like making the world better for the people around me, you know? Mm, Yeah. And so, like, what can I do now with what I have now to impact the world now? Like, to me, if we all did that, we would all be making a bigger impact, you know? We would. And, you know, to, to that, like, today, I got back in, in the gym. I've been getting back into it. You, you know, I had COVID. I Then we had the snowstorm. So these are good mm-hmm. reasons not to be working out, right? But then I show back up. I'm not one of those people who, you know, just destroys everything on the first day. I found out that that doesn't work very well because I'm in too much pain. So I, I ease back in. So I've been easing back in, but today I was like, all right, here we go. So I found this, this workout, um, by Michael B. Jordan who trained himself to look, you know, like a Greek God in Creed two. And so I found this, this workout and I was like, I, I'm going to take this thing on. Oh man. I could take on most of the workout, but there was some of the workout in the, the sets involved. And I was like, that is not going to happen today because I'm doing one set and I'm dead. <laughs> you know, I can't do another nine. There were nine sets at Whoa. one point. And I was like, I, I can't do that. And I think like four years ago, mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, man, um, I don't think I'll ever get there. Wow. But. What I'm learning and, you know, it's, it's like this with workouts. It's like this with, you know, anything we, we do is just little by little. And if we stay the course, like, like you said, um, we start with, with microphones that may not uh, record things very well, <laughs> but we're just going to get better a little bit at a time. And now, you know, this is one of the things that when people talk about you, 
like, it's like one of the first three things people say, uh, she's got this great business in, in writing, which at some point we should probably talk about like how you stepped out from what you were doing. Cause that's like totally turning potential into purpose. Uh, you know, where, where, where you were there and then stepping out and doing this full time. And then as well, like the podcast, it's pretty incredible. That's fun. And what's funny is like, yeah. you know, you hear I, sitting here hearing that I'm like, what? People <laughs> listen to this? It's amazing. Yeah. But like, you know, you, you take it for granted because it's your story. You just show up and you do the work. And I love how you talked about that, especially near the end of the book. Like people the people that are successful aren't the ones that are shouting about it. They're the ones that just show up and nobody knows. And mm. like so many time, any success, especially publicly, um, you, and I love Stanley. One of my favorite quotes he said is, you know, people say I'm an overnight success, but it, if so, that's the longest night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, that is so true. Any success you have is because you fought resistance day in and day out and yeah. day in and day out and you showed up and some days you didn't. But you got back up and then, you know, yeah. gave it another shot. I love, I love unstuck because to me it is th another way of saying getting your yay back. Like, oh, yes. it's the same thing. We are getting love our it. yay back today. Heck yes. Life and business, everything in between. Man, so if I haven't read the book, David, and I want to get unstuck, what is the number one thing you would tell me besides buy the book? <laughs> <laughs> buy the book. Uh, you can get it at Amazon. Uh, <laughs> you can. We're doing that thing. Um, ISBN. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, so, <clears throat> you know, I'd say if you want to get unstuck, the most important thing is you have to identify what you want. You can't focus on what you don't want. Mm, and so good. there's so much of what we don't want as we're even, you know, right now, still, still dealing with a global pandemic, still dealing with the effects of it. I believe we're going to be feeling and thinking about and seeing the effects of it for, you know, we'll be constantly talking about this for the next 20 years. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very present and it's a defining moment, mm -hmm. um, not just in individuals lives, but everyone. Which allows us to, to say, oh, man, I don't want life to be like this anymore. Yeah. Okay. What do you want life to be like? Yes. What do you want to do? What do you want to create? Identify that. And then once you have that identified, now you actually have a vision that you can say, okay, I can commit to that <laughs> or I won't. I've got, I, you know, you got to count the cost. <laughs> yeah. Um, but stepping into it at least and giving yourself enough time, enough energy to, to say, um, I really want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I think, and even this morning, I, I just felt like there's some dreams that I have. So this morning I, I'm not related to the podcast at all. I just sat down and I was like, how specific can I be and write down what I want? Yeah. How do I want to feel? How does that place smell how is it yes you know like how clear can i get on what that looks like because the more i can see it the more real it becomes the more i want to work on it and get there you know you know i think to to that i have always believed i don't know if if you've thought that but i've always believed that there's like this you know um it's it's like in space jam mike um michael jordan has this special drink <laughs> that allows him to uh 
you know, play at the level. And so Bugs Bunny is like handing everybody Mike's special drink. I've always thought that with success. Like, oh, they must have like this special thing that they have yes. or they have access to that allows them to do those things and they end up they on the beaches and money or they yeah. must have have a connection or. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I people are wired in in certain ways. But at the end of the day, I believe that um, life does some really special things when we give ourselves enough energy, time vision commitment to do those things and to not just say this is what I want but you you said something very powerful which is to allow ourselves to feel what that's going to be like yeah you know because there's this is what I'm creating but I think once that's created I think I probably need to get to a beach somewhere mm-hmm. and what what is that going to feel like and rewarding ourselves in the process you know yeah and I yeah. think to that point the reward it's good to I'm really big on saying, yes, this is the next stop on the journey, but this is not my identity for forever. This one thing creating a podcast for me is not like the thing that I'm meant to do. And it's not my whole identity. It is a way that I do what's in my heart. Right. And when we make those mountaintop moments, our whole identity, then we set ourselves up for failure because even that's if so we, good. even if we succeed, there's nothing left to achieve. And that's where the emptiness of fame and celebrity and all of that nonsense comes in. Um, and so to your point, like, yeah, let's achieve, let's achieve big, but then let's pause and celebrate. Like that's my word for this year. It's one of my core values is celebrate. Like, oh, yes, celebrate every, I celebrate dumb things. I'm like, yeah, all right. I've lived in my house for two months. Awesome. Celebration. Yes. <laughs> Everything. I think that there's something to that. And especially um, where there, it, our brains naturally move towards what's negative. Mm-hmm. And so just taking a moment, you know, like you might be <laughs> going, oh, I don't really have a clear vision. And one, you know, one of the things that I say early in, in the book is um, getting unstuck. Like it takes work and it takes yeah. a lot of energy. And right now might not be your time. Mm. And if you're in a place right now where it's like, you know what? Maybe what I need to do is like, I need to do some, some healing. <laughs> um, I need to actually let myself rest for yeah. six weeks or maybe six months. Um, do that and, and, and do that purposefully. And then come back to, to some of these things later on because, um, there are different seasons and different times in our life when it's really important to get unstuck and do those, those things. And sometimes it's, you know, life's, life's good sometimes yeah. <laughs> and to just, um, uh, embrace that and to enjoy that. I, I love, um, that that's available on Amazon or, you know, different places, but I think to, to what you said, it's like, okay, cool. Like it's there. I'm, I'm hungry for what's next. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, it's exciting, but there's more. And, um, we can't just let one moment define our lives. There's gotta be more to it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And this is the last thing I'm just going to jump in the man. I love that idea of self-awareness because if you don't know what season you're in, how can you know what you need? And if you don't know what's you know, you have to be able to slow down and acknowledge what's happening around you. And again, 
as I get older, I, I go slower and slower because I recognize that I'm going to miss important moments happening around me and inside of me if I'm not going slow. Hmm. And in 2018, I took the whole year and just didn't try to do anything. I just quit life. And it was intentional. Uh, I, yeah. I went to my job and I, for the first time in my life, had just quit church for a year. But it was intentional because I was like, I just need quiet. I need to breathe. Yeah. I need to get back to the root. And then in 2019, like you said, I started to feel that, okay, we're going to start doing a little bit of work. And 2020 was like, okay, we're going to turn up the heat and we're going to do some more work. Mm-hmm. In 2021, I can feel things shifting. And so if you don't know yourself, if you can't slow down, if you don't have good counsel and deep community, you're not going to know, is it my season to get unstuck? Yeah. You have to know. It's so important. Oof. It's so important. You know, 2018 for, for me was a moment when I was shutting my, my business down. I had different dreams at that point that were kind of dying. And what, what I didn't know is that actually God would start to bring things in over the next six, nine, and 12 months that would bloom. Yeah. And so what I felt was dying, <laughs> there was actually like, he was giving birth to new things. He was a lot like planting new things and new dreams. Um, but I had to let go of the old things. And I, I think that that's important as well to say, you know, every moment of life is not just turning potential into purpose. Sometimes it's, I've done this, and I'm here, but now I've got to let go of what was so that I can mm-hmm. embrace what is and what could be in the future. Yeah. Gosh, and it's so important to let go of the things that are dying, even though they're familiar, right? But you have to to let the new stuff come in. And, yeah. I, and what I'm learning is that the new stuff, oh, it's so worth the pain. Yes. Going through the bad. <laughs> yes. So worth it. I would live through 2018 again. Um, if I knew that there was another victory like what I have now, like Absolutely. the life I'm living right now is only because of what I've lived through the past two or three years. So, and, and I feel like every day, literally I wake up, people are like, how are you? I, I'm like, I literally feel like I'm, I'm living inside of a dream minus a snowstorm. That's so amazing. Yeah. But it's just, it's wild. So it's like getting unstuck, getting your yay back. I mean, that's where this whole podcast came from is like letting the things die, then then letting them regrow, getting that you back, getting unstuck, but understanding that death in itself, that death is yes. a season and that grief is a season and then grief will come back and it'll be another season. But, you know, just understanding the ebb and flow of life and being self-aware enough to just walk through that. Yes, man. Well, OK, so that's actually really important. I mean, like an unstuck moment. Here we go. Let's walk into vulnerability. Is that okay? Can we do that right now? Please do. Oh, great. (laughs) You want me to say no? No, I'm always like, I'm going to get vulnerable. And then I'm like, why did I do this? Volunteer for this. (laughs) Like my mouth moves quicker than my mind. Um, so, but anyway, you know, like in 2018, um, I wrote a rough draft. So the book is, is called for love with joy and it's on grief, loss, redemption, and glory. Mm. And I, I write this, this rough draft of a book and it was so emotional going through it because it was like talking about that entire path of grief. And then after I was done, I was like, all right, now I got to edit it. And I was like, I can't. Wow. Like I couldn't edit it. 
and that was in the fall of 2018 and then 2019, like I couldn't edit it. And then in 2020, I couldn't. And, you know, thankfully I was like, <laughs> it, it, it's wild. Cause I've got a book that I should just finish, but I'm like, now nah, let's do this. Start thing. Over. Like, like unstuck, <laughs> you know? So, so I do unstuck. And then after that, like I, I just, um, I came to in, in the past couple of weeks, I was like, now is the time. Wow. And it was somebody who had walked with me, um, good friend who, who just said, Hey, is that book going to come out? Because I feel like this is the moment where a lot of people are grieving. Mm. And so for, for me, it's like, you know, I started writing it again. Um, let's see. I started writing again two days ago. Wow. And it was on my mom's birthday. Whoa. And that was like this moment of like, I don't want to go back into this right now, but I feel like it's worth it because living for love with joy (laughs) is the best way to live. And I want people to know that like, if you're in grief right now, like there's another side and there's a future in your life. And so for, for me, I'm just saying like the whole unstuck thing, I've been stuck on this concept and book cause I haven't wanted to go back into it, Yeah. but it's like, no, there's a, there's a time to say like, I, I can't, but then there's a time to, to embrace it and say, all right, let's walk back in and do the hard work once again, uh, embrace that because we're doing it for a bigger purpose. And, um, that's, you know, people's lives. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. This has been so fun. We could talk. I feel like we could, we could just marathon this, but I think there is a limit to how long of a podcast I can upload. <laughs> um, Marathons we'll, could happen at coffee shops too. So yeah, let's just catch up again like, like that sometime. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, let's do some rapid fire questions. Let's do it. And on a weird note, that's how I like to leave the room. <laughs> Um, oh, what is perfect. your favorite local restaurant for a sit down dinner? Wow. Oh yeah. You have to choose. Okay. That's a great question. Thank a sit down dinner. Yeah. Okay. Um, all the plant-based vegans, I am sorry. Cause I do not mean to offend anyone, but I went to the ranch like two years ago Two years ago, and it's still something I think about probably once a week. <laughs> Any dinner you're still thinking about two years later is amazing. It was that amazing. So I got to go with the ranch. Amazing. So how how do you order your steak? I'm a medium rare guy. Good call. Yeah. I was going to make fun of you if you weren't. If I was rare or if I was no, medium. No, if you were like one of those, I want well a medium done. well, <laughs> yeah, butterfly, like, extra no, hot. No, 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 no. We're, we're not jerky. doing that. Yeah, we don't turn steak into um, into rocks. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Sorry if I offended everyone. I'm not actually that sorry. I just used to work at a steakhouse. <laughs> So I know very particular. I know too much about steakhouse. Um, Outback Steakhouse. Oh yes, seventy first Memorial in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Absolutely. And then also uh, the one in Rome, Georgia. I worked there, so I know a lot about steak. I love it. Don't eat it enough. It's weird. You know what's strange is like here in Oklahoma. I grew up and we eat steak and beef all the time. Yeah. I moved to Georgia and I was like, what is a chicken biscuit? I don't understand. And they're like, they just eat chicken for everything. Yes. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. And I was like, do you guys know steak? Like, is that a thing that happens here? 
I lived in a corner, like the very southwest corner of Georgia in a town called Donaldsonville one summer. I was interning in, in college. Fried chicken all the time. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. And now we got honey bunnies, so we understand, but. Yeah. But like. Oh, you know what's sinful is that Whataburger honey butter chicken biscuit. It's very dangerous. I've had one in my life, and I think I came too close to cardiac arrest to repeat that. <laughs> also, while we're talking about chicken biscuits, uh, Chick-fil-A, I am offended that you took away the spicy chicken biscuit. And um, I love you, Chick-fil-A, but... I can't do chicken biscuits because they're just so dry. Uh, I just... Mm, but they put the, the butter in there. And, ooh, okay. Bro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Time um, to chill. <laughs> whoa. Got a little um, out of control on the chicken biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what's the last thing you do before going to sleep at night? Oh gosh. Wow. Okay, so Are you just so tired you don't recall? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I've actually kind of started implementing a little bit of a bedtime routine this year. Growth. Um <laughs> so Tim Ferris has this thing where he suggests drinking this tea like an hour before so it's a decaf tea and then you put in is it mike's special drink <laughs> different kind of tea <laughs> don't recommend that on mondays <laughs> uh but i drink that it's got like a teaspoon or a tablespoon of honey and a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar gross it sounds crazy but the honey kind of cancels it out no and decaf tea you're out like a light an hour later. So after I've had my decaf tea, um, you won't believe this, but um, <laughs> I got a face mask from the Dead Sea recently. <laughs> I try to face mask people. I was like, man, the snowstorm is killing me, but I'm going to I'm I'm Amazing. I'm here for for uh, growth this year. So I did a face mask. I don't do that every night. Um, and then because um, I don't floss my uh Sorry, all you flossers, but um, my dentist was like, you need to have um, one of those Sonicare toothbrushes. So I think I brush my teeth, I get in bed, and I fall asleep like that. Every once in a while, it takes me five minutes. It's like the dream, right? I do dream, but I mean, it's it's pretty cool, and it's because of that tea. Well, I hate apple cider vinegar so much, I will not try that. Okay, fair but enough. I'm glad it's working for you. Congrats. Yeah. And that's the whole routine, which is how I usually answer questions is, would you give me a quick answer? Well, let me tell you a story. Anyway. <laughs> um, it feels on brand for you. I'm not upset about it. Though. Okay. Um, what is your favorite article of clothing? Wow. Okay. Yes. This is a really, really great question. You just set question. up like there's some definite excitement in electricity in the room now. <laughs> there it is. I'm like, wow. Um. It depends because if I happen to, I've, I've got a couple pairs of socks that are like so incredibly comfortable. Wow. That when I have them, when, when I'm wearing them, that's just perfect. Um, that's shocking. I would never think socks. I, Maybe I just don't have nice socks. I, I'm telling you, these very comfy. Um, I think my favorite thing, can, can I answer this is my favorite thing to wear yeah okay because it's not necessarily an article of clothing it's even a type and that's a black t-shirt i mean same i just it's so simple but a black t-shirt yeah awesome american apparel the 50 50 yeah 
Yeah. That's my favorite one. Nice. Last question. If I could wave a magic wand, I'm a Gryffindor, remember. Yes. In the pandemic for good right now, what is the first thing you would do? The pandemic is done? Done. Gone forever. (sighs) Zero risk. No limits. What would you do? Is California reopened? There is no pandemic, so unless there's a wildfire, <laughs> sure. <laughs> they still might not reopen for a while. <laughs> they're kind of on their own. Okay, I would I would definitely do a road trip to California, and then I would go surfing, and I would hang out with friends out there. Nice. I'd see family, but I would go on a road trip with friends and would go live in California for a month. I think that this is the perfect time of the year to be in California because it's – already 77 to yeah. 83 it's not crazy hot uh, but yeah i love la love that area so i'd probably do that stop That's and see the grand canyon on, on the way yeah it's awesome what about you well if i could end the pandemic i was not thinking that big my first thought was like i want to go to a concert immediately oh yeah of course but yeah, travel would be up there. What's I the best concert you've ever been to? The best? Yes. Oh, that's a hard choice, man. Because um, mine's okay, Coldplay okay. or I, John Mayer. Hands down. Last, in 2019, I got free tickets to see Hart and Joan Jett and the what? Blackhearts in a box seat at the BOK Center. Legendary moves. I got a tattoo after it. It was so powerful. It was. Wow. A, it was like, it was a like bucket list item for me yeah and i was like if i can't get to the show they'll never tour again together and you got to the show i got to the show i got free tickets that's amazing i took micah from tower theater i just called her i was like do you want to see joan jett and hart she's Shout like out, micah. who would say no to that yes <laughs> so we just went we drove to tulsa went to the show and then came home Hart is like i'm telling you they still got it man wow 10 out of 10 it was epic yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. It was is that who you would go see first at the concert coming out oh, of the pandemic? I don't know. I don't know. Um, actually, I was most excited to see the Glitch Mob okay. at the Tower Theater. And yes. that was the next concert I was going to go to before everything died. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the last concert I went to before the pandemic. I think it was the 1975 at BOK. I have a feeling concerts are going to, you know, like there's a great energy that happens at concerts i have a feeling that that energy is going to go times 10 because people are going to be feeling euphoric being oh back my together gosh. yes i'm ready for yeah. it i'm here for it it's gonna be incredible yes oh man david thank you so much thank you for hanging out and also providing the recording equipment and doing all of the work and writing the book so i could just sit here and talk <laughs> to you about it <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by david skidmore <laughs> The book is available on Amazon. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, it is, it is, it is. For real. Where can we, uh, where, that was the the outro anyway. Where yeah. do we buy the book? Where do we listen to the album? Where do we follow you and get in contact with you? Yeah, we get the book, we, <laughs> uh, on Amazon or um, hit me up on social media and I got a few copies if you want it expedited. We'll just meet up at the Starbucks or coffee. Yeah, I got mine hand EOT, delivered whatever. to my house. It was yeah. I mean, top of the line. I was doing deliveries. Service. I was actually like driving around town, like because it was so exciting, just like handing that to to you know different people. So yeah, books there, and then the album is is on um, Apple Music. It's on Spotify. I think it's everywhere you get music. But 
Um, I think most of us listen on Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to connect, uh, my website is davidskidmore.com. I don't know if we go to websites a whole lot anymore, but we can uh, we can say what's up there. And um, I'm doing a little social break for Lent, so I might not. I don't I don't know if my profiles are up right now, but we can connect there. What is your social handle on? I'm David Skidmore. I, I think, think it's I am David Skidmore. <laughs> <laughs> He's the first guest to not know his own social handle. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out social media. Hey, I just so. realized I think you're the first male on the podcast. That is a big I honor. Think so. Wow. Wow. Any zingers, one-liners you want to leave us with? <laughs> <laughs> I just like to put you on the spot because the energy in here is real good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my favorite um, here's my favorite leadership quote and it's from Dr. Henry cloud. Okay. Okay. So this one is like one that I reflect on because I, I think that this sums up so much of what unstuck is about, but it's as a leader, you always get what you create and what you allow. Mm. And I think that, you know, for, for some of us, it's saying I've got things I'm allowing that don't really belong and I'm going to let go of that. And, um, some of us are going, you know, this year could be really special if I just stepped out and created the thing that I really want to do. Mm. So, you know, um, creative, uh, leaders, entrepreneurs, um, you know, people who are just going through, just trying to make it right now, wherever you are, you always get what you create and what you allow. And I believe that the sky is the limit. If we simply think inside the box. Mm, unstuck you heard it not first here because the book's been out for a year but um we're so glad to have you on the show we're we i i'm glad I'm, and I'm, I'm glad too so we we are both happy to <laughs> we're be both here glad that david's here today thank you so much david <laughs> thank you Thank you to David for being on the show this week. And if you're listening, you can grab your copy of Unstuck on Amazon. And if you're local in OKC, you can now find it at Full Circle Bookstore, which is amazing. Uh, you can also listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. If you're interested, you can connect with David at davidskidmore.com or on social at I'm David Skidmore. If you don't know how to spell that, don't worry. It'll be in the show notes. I also want to give a special shout out to Rebecca Mills, who edited and produced this episode and our last episode with Jansen Jolly Miller. You can find Rebecca online at RebeccaMillsVA.com or on social at RebeccaMillsVA. It's in the show notes. She spells Rebecca cooler than anybody else I know. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and David today. If you enjoyed the show, please like it, rate it on your podcast app, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, and just keep coming back for more. Thank you so much for listening. Now go punch today in the face. <laughs>